Hello, I'm Milton Jones. I think if I was opening a Pizza Express, I'd open it next to a Vision Express so we got some of their customers by mistake. <laughs> They'd come in and order the whole menu thinking they were doing some sort of eye test. <laughs> Recently, I had bird flu, but it's all relative, isn't it? You know, if I had rabies and you offered me bird flu, I'd bite your hand off. <laughs> so here I am, Milton Jones, test pilot on an aircraft carrier in the South China Sea, about to go up, up and away in your estimation in another case of Milton Jones. I'm about to take charge of my very own stealth bomber. It's absolutely invisible to radar. Camouflage to the hilt. OK, does anyone know where it is exactly? <laughs> it's just over here, Milton. I I'm just doing some last-minute safety checks. That's Wing Commander Anton Peterson, by the way. He used to fly combat missions with the Royal Air Force. My uncle used to be with Parcel Force, so obviously he never saw any kind of active service. <laughs> Wing Commander Anton, I, I still can't see it. Just near the edge of the deck. No, no, further. Bit more. Oh, dear. Man overboard. <laughs> to be honest, I was a bit annoyed to fall into the sea at that point, although it had happened twice before, including once when I was in the simulator. <laughs> but at last, I was sitting next to Anton in the cockpit as we went through our final checks. Altimeter, fine. Landing gear, fine. Milton, did you remember the flight recorder? Yes. <laughs> Milton, when I said I wanted you to check the instruments... All right, is there anything else I should know about? No. Milton, get rid of it, please. Sorry. And the trombone. <laughs> now, we're ready to go... All engines, full thrust now. Ignition is green. Tower, I'll be clear for takeoff. Roger that. Now, remember, taking off from an aircraft carrier, it's a very dangerous operation, Milton. We only get one shot at it. Now, very carefully, open the throttle. That's the glove compartment. Pulled, <laughs> sweet. Three, two, one. Fortunately, at this point, my training kicked in. <laughs> Hello, Tower, just to say, man overboard again. Is it Milton? Yeah. As I made my way back up the rope ladder onto the deck, I thought to myself, how did I come to be such a successful pilot? <laughs> my family has always been into flying. In fact, in 1643, one of my ancestors invented the cold air balloon, but it never really took off. <laughs> back over the South China Sea, we're making our ascent when suddenly alarm bells start to ring. What's that? Don't worry. I set that alarm so I wouldn't oversleep. Right. What's that? Oh, that's just to let me know I've successfully turned my alarm clock off. Now, that sounds more serious. That noise is just to tell us that all the warning lights are working correctly. Uh, and what's that? That just means my in-flight cup of soup is ready. <laughs> Ow! Ow! Hot! 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 Uh, perhaps we should have some sort of temperature alarm. We did, but I turned it off after the engine caught fire. <laughs> Well, it was annoying me. Right, right. If the engine's on fire, we better take action. Let's check the rudder. Fuel gauge. Flaps. You're right. I can hear flaps too. Of course, Justin, my pet kestrel. 
Not in the cockpit. You'll have to get rid of him, Milton. Sorry, Justin, old chap. We have to say goodbye. Fly, my old friend. Fly. Mind the engine. Now he seems to be hiding in the engine. And throwing off all his feathers. We're losing height. As we hurtled towards hostile territory, I thought of how proud my grandfather would be of me. In World War II, he was involved in Operation Wild Geese. This involved training an elite group of geese who landed in Nazi Germany. They managed to evade detection by goose-stepping everywhere. But eventually, the Germans caught them with a simple trick as they were getting on a bus. Can I see your papers, please? Thank you. You see, we are looking for some geese who are evading detection. But everything seems to be in order. Here are your papers. Good luck. Stop them, Zergis! Get the geese, man! Let me know! My grandfather's other claim to fame was being stationed with Vera Lynn in Greenland with meagre rations, inspiring her to sing the song, Whale Meet Again. (laughs) I was brought up by my dad, who was a keen hot air balloonist. But over the years, he must have become slightly inflated himself, because one day, my brother Clive and I had a terrible shock. That's my tank. Give me the dice. Right, you boys. You carry on playing with your toys. Dad's just going to pop upstairs. (laughs) After my dad had popped upstairs, (laughs) my brother and I, in many ways, were just two little boys with two little toys, as immortalised in the song by Rolf Harris. Tie my kangaroo down, sport. (laughs) As soon as Clive was old enough, he joined the RAF. I tried to follow him, but my eyesight wasn't good enough, and I accidentally joined the RAC. (laughs) But I was desperate to experience the glamour of being a fighter pilot, too. Once, I even went to a bar on an American airbase and pretended to be one of those real heroes. Hello, I'm Candice. You're cute. Well, hey there, sweetheart. Nice to meet you. I live in a dustbin. (laughs) What do you say? You give me your phone number and I'll phone you on the phone that belongs to Officer Dibble. I think you're confusing Top Gun with Top Cat. (laughs) I'll get my coat. (laughs) But now I'd lost touch with my brother, so I tried to find him on every RAF base in the country. I even tried RAF for tickets, which turned out to be a newsagent with a sign in the window selling raffle tickets. (laughs) Eventually, I found Clive at RAF Middleford in Norfolk. To be near him, I got a job at Arthur Crabtree's turkey-style country farm. Crabtree was the biggest employer in the area, and a bit like Bernard Matthews, only not as classy. (laughs) He sold all sorts of shapes made out of turkey. Nuggets, Twizzlers, and his latest was in the shape of Beyoncé which he described as both bootiful and delicious. (laughs) Bootalicious, in fact. He interviewed me for the job on the factory floor. Oh, yes, I've always been fascinated by birds. Um, I've even studied a lot of bird literature. Uh, Parakeets, Parashelli, Parawordsworth. What? I haven't got a clue what you're talking about, my young fellow. To be honest, I'm struggling to follow you as well. Nonsense. I just happen to have a bit of a Norfolk burr. A what? Burr. Well, if you're cold, for goodness sake, put a coat on. 
Right, well, if you want a job here, you'll need to show me you can pluck a bird in 30 seconds flat. Righty-ho. <laughs> Finished. Very good. And none of it goes to waste, of course. Here's the pillowcase. Fill it up. Right, huh? Mmm, a chicken carcass pillow. <laughs> Lovely and soft. Now, what do you want me to do with all these feathers? I loved working there, but best of all was the chief nutritionalist who was in charge of the whole Crabtree operation. Oh, hello, Mr Jones. News of one of your innovative ideas has got us very excited in this lab. Ah, that was just an accident, I'm afraid. Dropped something in the processing machine, and we ended up with what I like to call chicken Kharkiev. Oh, I see. Tell me, uh, your badge says you're a Megan. What's that, a vegan who eats meat? No, no, it's a name badge. I'm, I'm Megan. <laughs> oh. Allow me to give you the factory tour. Over here are all the minerals and vitamins that you find in the average chicken. I see, and at what stage do you add them to the recipe? No, we take them out. Can you open that pedal bin for me? There we are. Oh, and what's this? Mm -hmm. This really is so fresh and delicious. It's a salad baguette from Marks and Spencer's. I got it in my lunch hour. <laughs> Between you and me, I was definitely falling for her. The rubber gloves, the stilettos, the hair tied up in a bun. I was making every effort to impress her. <laughs> but I knew that I had to prove myself in the factory. Eventually, I'd plucked up enough chickens to ask her out. <laughs> We ended up having a romantic candlelit dinner. So, Milton, how come you're so passionate about birds? Well, my father kept racing pigeons. Really? Yes, he never managed to beat any of them, though. <laughs> That's a shame. Just ended up spending a fortune on train fares. <laughs> Excuse me, is everything all right with your meal? Yes, fine, thanks. Mr Crabtree! What are you two doing here? This is my restaurant and you work at my factory. I forbid you to become romantically involved with each other. Jones, you're fired. Megan, come with me. This is such a one-horse town. Not anymore, you've just eaten it. <laughs> but with Megan lost, I decided now was the time to follow my dream of designing aeroplanes. After all, my grandfather had designed the world's first aircraft carrier. A massive plastic bag you could keep an aircraft in. <laughs> to get into the RAF, I had to improve my eyesight. I tried Vision Express, Specsavers, and even a James Bond-themed optician called For Four Eyes Only. <laughs> in the end, I grew a moustache and found myself in the recruitment office of a certain RAF base in Wiltshire. Welcome to RAF Lynham. You must be Des. <laughs> Actually, I'm Wing Commander Anton Peterson, so... Tell me about the phrase Top Gun. What do you think it takes? Uh, it's not living in a dustbin, is it? Top Cat. <laughs> is it driving around in fast cars and being obnoxious? That's Top Gear. <laughs> yes, of course. And, well, if you want to be the best, we need to give you a sight test. Well, that shouldn't be a problem. I'm over here. <laughs> ah. Well, it's not just about vision. It's about reaction times, too. How fast are your reactions? Pretty quick. I see. <laughs> Come on, you've got to let me join. I've got a passion for design and a talent for technology and an intuitive feel for all things mechanical. Very well. Milton, just go through that door and your future awaits. Sorry, how does this doorknob work? <laughs> just, just turn it. Ah. Other way. Clever. And go through the gap. <laughs> Got it. Ow! 
vertically. <laughs> Eventually, I climbed out of the cupboard and went through the door that Anton had been pointing at originally. <laughs> I found myself in a quiet corner of the canteen. Ah, good. You made it. Let me introduce you to our chief technician, Peter, rather hush-hush. Ah, so his very existence is top secret. No, that's his name, Peter Rather Hush Hush. <laughs> he might be able to open some doors for you. That'd be good. <laughs> ah, here he comes now. Ah, Milton! I'm Peter Rather Hush Hush. That's not what I've heard. <laughs> and this is my assistant, Sarah Booming Voice. Hello! <laughs> Milton sees himself as a plane designer. Oh, really? Well, it's only fair to warn you that we rigorously test everything here to the point of destruction. Fair enough. Uh, first idea. Well, uh, shoot me down flames if you like. Sorry about that. Sarah's a bit handy with the old flamethrower. Sorry. Okay, I've got another idea. I designed it while working at the bird factory. It's a spy plane based on a kestrel. It hovers like a kestrel and it surveys the ground like a kestrel. I call it the pigeon. Milton, you're a natural. Welcome aboard. Welcome. It'll be good to have another Jones in the team. Your brother's on a very secret mission, you know. We haven't heard from him in weeks. He's on radio silence. Radio silence? Hmm, I don't think I've ever tuned into that. <laughs> what? Actually, I think you can tune into it by tuning in between two other stations, and then it's just someone going, shh. <laughs> they decided to build a prototype of my flying machine. While engineers built the frame, I strode confidently into the simulator and began my first session. Milton, how did you do that? We're 60 miles inland. Right, show us what you've been up to. Where's this plane? Well, the engineers have worked through the night to create this. Goodness. Um, well, it looks just like a pigeon. We're calling it the Combined Operations Orthocopter, C-O-O. Coup. This is actually a fifth-generation prototype. So it's the Coup-E. <laughs> And it's actually the fourth version of that. They're calling it the E4. They apologise, it's slightly behind schedule. So it's the E4 plus one. Splendid! I can catch up on Hollyoaks. As I lay on my bunk, exhausted at the end of the day, I saw that Anton had left me a message. I couldn't quite make it out, but I reckoned it must be important. Anton, wake up! Is it, what, what? what? What's going on? You left me a note saying, megaphone. No, no, no. Megan phoned. <laughs> Oh, I phoned Megan then. Y yes, yes. Sorry. It's okay. You can stop using the um... megaphone. <laughs> okay. G good night. Yes. Sleep well. Pardon? Sleep well. I phoned Megan, who sounded frightened, although she calmed down when I stopped using the megaphone. <laughs> I met her at the entrance of one of Crabtree's abattoirs, where she was on meet and greet the meat duty. Milton, I don't like what I'm seeing here. Crabtree's going too far. Look! He's unloading some zebras. He can't turn those into processed foods. Well, at least they've already got their barcodes all over them. <laughs> and yesterday he asked me to work up a recipe for elephant burgers. Well, I definitely think they should stop elephant poaching. I mean, easy for me to say from my ivory tower. <laughs> Oi, what's going on here? Mr Crabtree... Pack your bags, Megan. I've just got one word to say to you. Guinea. 
Uh, do you mean Guinea fowl or Guinea the country? And if it's Guinea the country, do you mean Guinea, New Guinea, or Papua New Guinea? <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. I never want to see either of you ever again. Devastated, I returned to the airbase and started working on designing a less expensive simulator so I could make mistakes on that instead of the real thing. <laughs> well, just then, Anton and Peter came in with some more bad news. Milton, we've got a problem. You remember we sent your brother Clive on a top-secret mission? Well, he's disappeared. Mission accomplished, then. <laughs> Milton, you see, the thing is, we thought he was at our airbase near York. Do you mean York, New York, or Papua New York? <laughs> And then he had to visit the Australian Air Force because in Newcastle... Hang on. Do you mean Castle, Newcastle, or Papua Newcastle? <laughs> no, no, this is Newcastle, Australia. Which state? Oh, I've got a horrible feeling it's New South Wales. <laughs> Do you mean Wales, South Wales, New South Wales, New New South Wales, or Papua New South Wales? Papua. Look, he said he was heading north from Australia, but he hasn't been heard of since. Then I was sent this note from HQ. Your brother is, uh... Well, you'd better read it for yourself. He's an owl? No, he's gone AWOL. <laughs> well, owls often do. Milton, he's not an owl. No, no, of course not. That's just what he wants you to think. <laughs> Clever. Can we get on, please? Now, if we just look on this map and trace a line north from Australia, that brings us to... Oh, Papua New Guinea. <laughs> I'm afraid so. We must go and look for him. This is deadly serious. Yes, the time has come to use the Kui 4 plus 1. But, Milton, it's not finished. It hasn't been thoroughly tested. Leave that to me. Milton, just playing Eye of the Tiger isn't going to help. <laughs> well, here I am, hurtling to the ground with total engine failure. What's that? My xylophone, of course. Well, I, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to bail out. Let's go! Milton, where's my parachute? You can share mine. I had to use yours for the kettle drum. No! We were heading towards dense jungle in the centre of the island. At that moment, all my hours of training in the simulator kicked in. Milton, how do you do that? Where are we again? New Guinea. So good they called it Papua. Yes. Now, technically, we've landed in disputed territory, so we'd better lay low, not attract any sort of attention. Look, my kettle drum's arrived. But, as I said, don't make a sound. Better check it still works, though. While we, while we wait for a covert rescue team... Oh, hang on, it's out of tune. ...to arrive. Hang on, there's something not quite right. Oh, oh there's someone inside the drum. Milton! Megan, what are you doing here? <laughs> I stowed away on the plane because I've discovered what Crabtree's up to. You mean he's found out that lots of endangered orangutans are alive and well and living amongst the population of Scotland? Uh, no, but that is quite interesting. It's well known that Papua New Guinea has lots of lost species. I think he's after a fresh supply of exotic meat. Look at this list I found on his desk. Amazing. The Komodo dragon, the red wallaby. On top of the list... The dodo. No, no, that, that says to do. It says to do. <laughs> oh. No, no, Milton's right. Look further down. You're right. The dodo. But they're supposed to have been extinct for over 300 years. This is amazing. No, this is terrible. Now the phrase as dead as a dodo will become extinct. <laughs> Jeez. Something else is wrong. 
It's eerily quiet. I'm not happy about this. No, I'm not happy about this either. How about I cheer us all up with some drumming? As we were led away at gunpoint, <laughs> I couldn't help wondering where these troops had come from. Anton said they were mercenaries, but to be honest, I had to ask one of them what that meant. But he wouldn't tell me unless I gave him ten dollars. <laughs> the next thing I knew, we were being thrown into a prison cell with someone who looked very familiar. Clive! My long-lost brother! Found you! Oh, hello, Milton. Yes, you found me. Right. Now my turn to hide. You count to a hundred, and then don't look behind the slot bucket. No, Milton, this isn't a game. We're not two little boys with two little toys anymore. We're in the RAF. Feet off ground? And that, Milton, is precisely why I've spent 20 years avoiding you. So you got picked up by the CIA as well, eh? Ah, so they're the CIA. They have bases all over the world. So it's for some kind of giant game of rounders, is it? <laughs> Listen, I've come to rescue you. Don't worry about me, Milton. Remember when I was 14 and I made that fully working one-man helicopter out of canvas, balsa wood and a bottle of fizzy lemonade? Yes. Well... Over the last eight months, I've made a rotor out of three spoons. I just need a few more rat skins for the canvas, and only this morning, a guard I'd befriended gave me this bottle of Lucasade, which I've calculated should give me just enough propulsion from the compressed CO2 to launch me over the walls, and then... <laughs> oh, that was really refreshing. Sorry, all that talk was making me thirsty. Uh, what were you saying about propulsion? Never mind. <laughs> Just then, I was shown into a windowless interrogation room. Anton was already there with a woman I didn't recognise. Well, well, well. Looky what we've gone and gotten ourselves here. What is the meaning of this? I think she said, what do we have here? <laughs> I was asking why we're being detained like criminals. Are you familiar with the term rendition? Of course. Very well, then. The sun will come out tomorrow. OK, I'll cut to the chase. You've come a long way, Milton Jones, but this is the end. There's this guy. He's gone up jungle and gone loco, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And we need to track him down as sure as my name is Charlie McDivitt, CIA operative. Have you tried finding him using the internet or Google Maps? No way. Charlie don't surf. Ah. Pity. Sorry, do you mind if I just turn the air conditioning off? Oh. Yes, thank you. My lips are quite dry still. I've, uh, I've got this chapstick. Mmm, I love the smell of lip balm in the morning. <laughs> so this guy, he's out there, somewhere. And what if we refuse to find out what he's doing? Well, let's just say life will be made very hard for someone that you care about. Joe from S Club 7. <laughs> no. Your brother. Let him go. Take me instead. And Milton, too. Are you kidding? Milton knows too much. I'm not sure that's strictly true. <laughs> I call the shots here. On my word, Milton could walk right out that door. I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> As we trudged through the jungle, I asked Anton why he never made Top Gun. I was Top Gun once. But I was escorting some dancing girls by helicopter and we... We had to bail out over the desert. That night we got separated and I was attacked by lots of snakes. Mamba number five was the worst. 
I managed to get hold of it, kill it, slit it open, but on the inside, a little bit of moniker. <laughs> a little bit of Rita. <laughs> Eventually, we came to the top of a hill and looked down into a valley. Look, a lost ancient world cut off from civilization for hundreds of years. Yeovil. <laughs> no, Milton, the, the very heart of darkness itself. Manchester? Look over there. Hundreds of barrels piled high. Yes, yes. Let's, let's take a look in the barrels, shall we? Chicken stock. Piles of it. It's like he's... Stockpiling. <laughs> and, and look inside this barrel. I thought so. Crumbs. That's right. Breadcrumbs. Arthur Crabtree. And it's with these ingredients that I plan to unleash my rival to the turkey twizzler. The dodo dizzler. The... The dodo dizzler? Is it, well, well, I suppose it's catchy. And it's in the shape of a dodo. It's novel. Nope, not in the shape of a dodo. It's made from actual dodo. Look. Look at the moon. That's right. I caught a thousand dodos. <laughs> and one dodo, unfortunately. Nobody make any sudden moves. I think the music has driven him insane. I heard that. I have the ears of a kestrel. Metaphorically, you mean? No, you in my hand. Look. <laughs> Justin! Are you too late? I'm about to go into production on my dizzlers. Yes, wouldn't, wouldn't dazzlers be better? Dodo dazzlers? Or, or doozies? Mm, dizzies. Drizzlies. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Yes, all of those names, all right, would have been better. But I've already had the boxes printed. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I can't let you go now. And I've got the cooking oil ready in this vat. So why don't I just pull this handle... <laughs> Ah! At that moment, we were sent tumbling down into a huge vat of beaten egg. And then into some breadcrumbs. About to be turned into human hizzlers. Hizzlies? Hizzled? Suddenly, my brother appeared in his homemade helicopter. Oh, help at last. It's not quite what I had in mind. We grabbed onto the rope. But the weight of three passengers caused the helicopter to jolt and my brother fell into the vat of oil. Uh, I'm okay. It's not hot. Just save yourselves. Quickly, into the helicopter. Let's go. No, we have to go back for my brother. Okay, coming around. Milton, what are you doing? Save yourself. No, Clive. It's like the song. Did you think I would leave you frying? Grab onto the rope ladder. Climb up here. Mind the pile of onions. We'll soon be crying. Losing height now. I'm going to land. We landed safely. But we could see Crabtree trying to make his escape. You're too late. You're not the only one who can design a plane, Milton Jones. Look at this. Milton, his escape plane is covered in feathers. It looks like the one you designed. Quite right. I stole the designs for the pigeon, but changed it to be based on the dodo. So I escape in a plane you created. <laughs> the dodo is a, is a flightless bird. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'll turn myself in. Oh, Milton, I owe you an apology. I should have chosen you all along. Perhaps we could start again? Hmm? New beginning? Yes, of course. But just to clarify, is that a beginning, new beginning, or pap your new beginning? That was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman-Hill, Ingrid Oliver and Dave Lamb. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the music was by Guy Jackson. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for BBC Radio 4. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones! Oh,